We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lourdes by donating to the Future Full of Hope Capital Campaign at lourdesdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. Confirmandi, if you would be seated. So a lot happening today. Uh, <clears throat> one note on why we're doing this today, the people who are baptized in the Catholic Church, so this group here this morning who's going to be confirmed, if you were baptized Catholic, you're already part of the family. And so we don't confirm them at the Easter Vigil because the vigil is for those who are becoming Catholic. Right? And once you've been baptized Catholic, you can't escape us. You might try, but... <laughs> Good luck. I will find you somehow. You can't get out of the family. You're part of the family. But today, it's a joyful day. These people are coming home. They've either, either they were baptized and they never really practiced, or they've been away, or for some reason they were never confirmed. Uh, and today, they come into the full communion of the church, which is just such a joyful moment. Uh, so good to be with you. I also want you to know that for the first time ever, at the beginning of Mass today, the church allows me to give a second homily, and I forgot. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'll make up for it now. There's so much today, and I hope today, brothers and sisters, today is such a day of joy. Today, I hope your hearts are full. I hope that you feel the joy of Christ coming into Jerusalem. This is not something that we merely remember. This is something that we relive. Uh, and I am just filled with joy today. I am not going to preach about the cross or the passion today because today is Palm Sunday. And every one of you, every one of you, this week is different. It's different. And I hope I see you before Easter Sunday. Right? You should be here Thursday. We'll have the Mass of the Lord's Supper at 7 p.m. The moment that Jesus Christ gave us the Eucharist, which is what makes us a family, is what brings the church into being. And it's the moment he gave us the priesthood. It's a really important moment. I hope you'll be here for that. And then Friday at 3 o'clock, of course, we will have the Liturgy of the Lord's Cross. That's the day you were redeemed. Right? There's nothing in your life more important than that. And I tell people every year, the way Catholics change the culture, one of them, the greatest way is that we become saints, but one of the ways we affect culture is all of us should be not at school and not at work on Good Friday. Every single one of us. And when Christians start standing up for that, schools will start closing on Good Friday and businesses will start closing again on Good Friday, as they should. And that'll happen when we take our faith seriously. And when we say, Friday is the day I was redeemed. It's the day that Christ died for me. I'm going to fast and pray that day, and I will be at the church, no matter what those consequences might be. So I encourage you to that. Palm Sunday was one of the most electric moments in all of history. 
right? Have you, have you ever been in a, a crowd? We don't have anything like it. I was trying to think this week about moments in my life where you can just feel the electricity of a, of a crowd. We just don't have anything quite like it in our time, right? Concerts are fun and, and sporting events, but those are entertainment. On, good, or on Palm Sunday, when Jesus came into the city, brothers and sisters, the energy would have been like nothing you have ever felt. The, the Gospels describe that when Jesus entered the city, that there was such a, a tumult the, the word it uses for the feeling going through Jerusalem is seismos, which is our word, the word in Greek for earthquake. For the Feast of Passover, we know that there were hundreds of thousands of pilgrims in Jerusalem. It would have been absolutely electrifying. You would have felt the joy and the power and the electricity just surging through the crowd. I was thinking of, you know, I think it's May 8th of 1945 is probably the closest day in the last hundred years that has come close to anything like that. May 8th was that day when World War II really ended. And when the, the Nazis surrendered unconditionally to the Allies, there must have been just electricity, right? Everyone in the country, their heart was just erupting something they had waited for for so long. Palm Sunday was like that. The, the Jews had been waiting forever. They had been anticipating. They had been waiting for the moment that the Messiah would come, and they had been waiting hundreds of years. Daniel had prophesied that the Messiah would be coming in about 500 years, and the Jews knew that was their time. In Jesus' day, they knew that was the time they were living in. And everyone was looking for the Messiah. And Jesus goes around and all through his ministry, he's healing people. Right before today's gospel, he heals a blind man. And the Old Testament had prophesied, it said, when the king comes, when the king is going to set everything right, when he's going to make Israel free again and bring the kingdom of God, he will heal people. And then the, the eyes of the blind will be open and they will see. And all through Jesus' ministry, people try to make him king. In John chapter 6, when he multiplies the bread and talks about the Eucharist, the crowd tries to carry him off and say, we're going to make you our king. And Jesus refuses. And time and time again, he won't do it. Until today. Until today. Jesus comes on top of the Mount of Olives, and all of us should go there. It's an amazing place, and he's on the top of the Mount of Olives. And there's a prophecy that says when the Messiah comes, he'll come on a donkey, gentle and meek, and he'll ride into Jerusalem. And Jesus, for the first time, he fulfills that prophecy. He goes on the Mount of Olives, which is where they expected the Messiah to come. And he sits on a donkey, and he rides into Jerusalem in a kingly gesture, and the crowds cry out. And today in Luke, I just love this. I hope in heaven, do you ever hope this? I'm like, I think God's going to let us see that. Right? In heaven, I just want to be able to be there and witness the crowds on Palm Sunday. 
Vanti the donkey. I love this. There was someone was telling me recently that there's a priest who got ordained. And today in the gospel, there's a, there's a donkey or an ass. And the, uh, they go, the disciples go to untie it. And they say, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of it. And I know there's a priest they were telling me about who has that on his holy card. And that was so beautiful. That his life, right, was simply like that donkey. The Lord has need of it. And so I'll lay my life down. They spread their garments on the road, and the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Today is a day of joy. It's a tremendous day. And what I want you to see today, what I really want to share with you, Jesus is the one who comes. All through the gospel is the Messiah. They expect one of the titles for him is uh, Ho Erhomenos, the one who comes. In John chapter 11, Mary Magdalene says, Lord, I believe you are the Christ. You are the one who is to come into the world. John the Baptist asks Jesus, he says, are you the one who is to come? Jesus is the one who comes into the world, who's always breaking in. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus tells this parable. And I love this. And this is for every one of us today. What I want to get at today is that God wants to come into your life. In the Gospels, Jerusalem tends to become an image both of the church, but also of your soul. Right? Jesus wants to come. He wants to break into your soul. My dear Confirmandi, those of you who are coming home today, right? I hope you've been waiting, just like the crowd's been waiting for Jesus. Is this the king? Is this the one who's going to set things right? Is he the one who will come into my soul into my heart, my mind, and my life. Jesus says, be like men who are waiting for their master to come home so that they may open to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will put on his apron and have them sit at table and he will come and he will serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third and finds them so, blessed are those servants. You also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Brothers and sisters, Palm Sunday is not something that just happened 2,000 years ago. Palm Sunday is that the Lord wants to break into your life. He wants to come into your everyday life, into your heart and your soul and your mind. Are you going to be ready? Are you ready for that? Now the Jews, we know this. The Jews have wrong expectations. We're going to see this week, we know this, that the Jews made Jesus fit their expectations. Now I know you've never done that. Just kidding. I know you have, you sinner. 
God does that, right? We do that to God. What we do to him is we say, yes, Lord, you're my Messiah and my dear confirmandi. Hear this. A huge danger of the spiritual life is, is us making Jesus look the way we want him to look. All right, Lord, I've come into the church. Now fix my life. All right, Lord, I've come into the church. I believe in you. May I always be happy. Jesus, I've come into the church, right? May the sermons be shorter. And the, I don't know what else. Good, good luck. That'll never happen. <laughs> it's true. We do that. We put these expectations on the Lord, and the Jews did that. They wanted Jesus to be this political Messiah. The Romans were oppressing them, and they expected Jesus to drive out the Romans and to make their life better, and instead, he died on a cross, and he saved the world. To be a Christian, all of us together, I hope today you feel what these confirmandi feel. I hope you have this anticipation. Jesus, come into my life. Come into my soul. Drive out all the wickedness there. Drive out the money changers from the temple. Lord, purify me. Bring the Eucharist that I might have communion with you. But we have to let Jesus be God. We have to let him be God the way he is God and not the way we want him to be God. The biggest thing I want to leave you with this week as we go, and I will see you later this week, I want you to see today on Palm Sunday, I want you to understand Jerusalem is meant to signify your soul. And as always, Origen says it much better than I ever could. He says this, right? Jesus comes to reign in Jerusalem. He's going to be the king. On Palm Sunday, he is the king. And Origen says, what good is it to me if Christ possesses the city of his enemies if he does not possess my city? Hear that again. What good is it to me if Christ possesses the cities of his enemies if he does not possess my city? Right, Jesus came as king to Jerusalem. Is he king in your soul? If in my city, that is in my soul, which is the city of the great king who is Christ, if in my city, that is my soul, Neither his laws nor his statutes are observed. What good is it to me that he brings the whole world into subjection and possesses the cities of his enemies if he does not also conquer his enemies who are within me? If he does not destroy the law, which is at war with my members, with the law of my mind, and making me captive to the law of sin. Brothers and sisters, Jesus today is, is welcomed as king. He, is, he comes to reign over all the earth. Today should be a day of great joy for all of us. But that crowd that welcomed him that day, they put false expectations on him. 
and they wanted him to fix their problems, but they didn't really want him to rule their lives. May that not be true of us. Those of you to be confirmed today, that's always my prayer for you. Today, the day of confirmation, right? And I tell, they know this, but I'm talking to them so you can hear it too. Christianity is not a set of rules. It's not a moral system. It's God living inside of you. And today, you will receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit and God will live inside of you. May he drive out all of his enemies from your city. May he cast out envy and pride and lust and hatred. May he reign over all those things. May he reign in you. May you be true Christians through the gift of the Holy Spirit.